Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by the Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we are getting back into stargazing, digging into all the cool astronomical events coming up this year. Yeah, once again, we have a bunch of cool stuff happening in the sky. We're talking eclipses, meteor showers, a couple of comets even. So as you continue to make your travel plans for 2024, you might consider syncing them up with some of these cool astronomical events. Uh, because, you know, it's always nice to sort of uh, take the opportunity to gaze at the cosmos and see what's up there. Yeah, we have a few, quite a few different ones to chat about. So where should we get started? I guess kind of like in order of what is happening? Yeah, like I think we should do this in, in chronological order. Yeah. Uh, that makes no sense to my brain. Um, and, you know, we're so we're here at the end of February. Stuff is really going to kind of start happening in March. Um, you know, and obviously stuff happens throughout the year, but this is kind of, you know, a, a good opportunity, and I think a good time to start talking about this stuff. So the first thing on my list is, God, I, I so, so annoyed to, to read this name, <laughs> Comet 12P slash Ponds dash Brooks. I'm, I'm just gonna call it the the march comet the spring comet if you will it just uh, rolls off the tongue there like okay comet 12p slash ponds brooks i don't know if that like just a quick side note to any astronomers listening to this you gotta name your comets better this is crazy this is insane and i don't know what naming conventions like happen that, that results in Comet 12P slash Ponds Brooks. Like a certain, there's probably some names or some like times or stuff, but like, that's not, that's not it. No. If you're trying to get people into stargazing, like regular people, this isn't it. You got, you got to figure this out. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's got to be a rhyme or reason, but uh, dang, that, that's a mouthful. Mm-mm. So the spring comet. Okay. <laughs> this, this really cool spring comet uh is is that sort of the, i think one of the first big ones that's coming up this year and the, the way comets work is that they they fly towards the sun um they get really close to the sun and when they get super close to the sun you can't see them anymore because they're right next to the sun but then when they kind of come back around um they may pass towards earth and at that point if they get bright enough um you can see them with a naked eye in the night sky. And that's kind of what we're looking for. So obviously, if you've got high power telescopes, you're looking for stuff, perhaps you're the kind of person who might, you know, name Comet 12P slash Ponds Brooks. Perhaps you are Ponds or Brooks. <laughs> you're looking for this stuff all over the place. You, you know, you can look from deep in space. But for the regular folks here, want to do some casual stargazing. Um, we're talking about comets that you can see with your naked eye um, or, you know, maybe a low power telescope with binoculars in the night sky. So this spring comet that's coming in um, is apparently going to be making a, a pretty close pass to Earth at the end of March. Mm. So, you know, this is, I've, I've been reading, you know, some of these astronomical websites and people who are getting excited about this. And they're kind of looking around like, you know, March 22, end of March, beginning of April, that kind of time frame. Um, it should sort of be passing by and might glow well enough to sort of see it. It's no guarantee 
obviously these are things like we don't really know. It's not so regular that we can have a good understanding, but around that time, if you find yourself under some dark skies, um, start looking for maybe this comet in the sky. Really cool. So, um, where do you suggest, uh, people go to check it out and just any kind of like dark sky space nearby? I mean, that's the thing with any of these, any of these events we're going to talk about, obviously the darker skies, the better. So if you're going out to like Antelope, you're going out to Steens Mountain, Southern Oregon, um, those are all great places to do stargazing. That's going to be primo stuff. Um, but I mean, you know, they, we have good stargazing events around Portland at Rooster Rock State Park, um, at Ellis of Stewart State Park. They do some programs there. So you can do good stargazing and see meteor showers, see comets, this kind of stuff under just like regular dark skies. You don't have to travel, you know, six hours into the desert to go see them. Um, that said, you're going to see some cool stuff out there. Um, you know, but we're also looking for skies, you know, when it comes to stuff like this, that the comet that's going to be happening over multiple days. If you have the opportunity to go when there's either a new moon, um, or when the moon like sets kind of early in the evening, like before dark or earlier in the night, then you've got a better shot of seeing stuff then as well. Great news for the casual stargazer, maybe one who doesn't want to, <laughs> yeah, go, go somewhere pretty far away to see it. It looks like also in March, there is a lunar eclipse. What can you tell us about that, Jamie? Don't get super excited about this lunar eclipse. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there at the start. This is what's known as a penumbral lunar eclipse. This is a lunar eclipse where the moon will be darkened only by the Earth's penumbra, which is the sort of lighter outer shadow. So, you know, if you're really staring at the moon, you can see it kind of barely darken for a few hours uh, when it's up. And that's the thing that's gonna be early in the morning that day. So hardcore eclipse heads, get ready for this penumbral eclipse. <laughs> Folks who are just casual, yeah, or about it. Maybe just wait for a better one. Hardcore eclipse heads. Have not heard that, <laughs> that before. They're out there. People are into it, you know? Um, and it's good to just sort of know, you know, people who are sort of, you know, like to uh, understand and, and be aware of the emotions of the heavenly bodies. It's cool just to know that like there's any kind of eclipse going on at that moment. So that that's the morning of March 25th, put it on your calendar uh, or don't <laughs> if you're not that into this one, <laughs> because we have such a, a, a cooler bigger event happening just like a couple weeks later. Mm. So April 8th is the big total solar eclipse crossing the United States. Caveat, we can't see the total eclipse here in the Pacific Northwest, unlike the last one. So this one is, is kind of crossing over Texas and the Midwest, kind of going up into the Northeast in that direction. So um, if you're in San Antonio, great news. You can see this total solar eclipse. Out here in Oregon, we're going to see uh, a partial eclipse, a real light partial eclipse. So, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, folks listening have either already made plans to go see it and know it when Noah's up with the total eclipse, or you're just going to hang out here in, in the Northwest and you're just going to see this partial eclipse. So speaking just about that partial eclipse, um, it's going to start around, you know, 1030 in the morning to 1220 in the afternoon, um, here in Portland. Um, 
you know, assuming that the skies are clear in the beginning of April, which you really don't know, especially this spring, um, you should see a small bite of shadow take over the sun. So um, kind of just that like classic, like, you know, bite taken out of a cookie yeah. that you see like in a partial <laughs> eclipse. We'll see there's a little bit of it. Not a, not a whole thing. Not going to be able to look at the sun without protection. Obviously, if you're doing this where you're, you know, your eclipse glasses that I'm, I hope you still have from 2017 or whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, just, you know, it'll just be sort of a cool, small, short event out here. Of course, you know, if you really want to check it out and you didn't see the total eclipse last time, I guess go, you know, it's kind of late to make plans, but go travel into that, that, that path of totality for this one. It's always worth seeing before if you haven't done it. Yeah. Are you going to take a look, see at this one, Jamie? We're not, you know, I had originally wanted to travel for this one, but it was just like too, it was just too much of a, of a travel. Like it was going to be like, you know, multiple days of, of traveling to get for, to get into town for like one yeah. night. You know, we had some issue with a hotel we were trying to book in Texas and yada, yada. It just, it just didn't work out this time. But I feel like, you know, I saw the total eclipse in 2017. I've seen it before. Um, so like, I, I feel like I've, I kind of checked off that bucket list. And while like, I would love to see it again, for me now, it's like, what is the um, inconvenience factor of getting there to see it? Right. Um, if I had never seen it before, I might be sort of, working harder to make it happen because i think everyone should see it once you should be able to see a total solar eclipse in the path of totality once in your life i think that's something that everyone should make happen if possible for sure so you do not consider yourself a uh hardcore eclipse head <laughs> no i don't think so i mean there's there's people who like you know, uh, will record the number of minutes they've been in totality. Wow. You know, they'll be like, oh, I've, I've, I've been in 56 minutes of totality. Or like, well, I've been in like two hours and 12 minutes of totality. <laughs> um, they like add it up over the terms of their life. Uh, people get really into this. I kind of love that. Nothing oh, like yeah. some eclipse uh, competition. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, it's also kind of a cool excuse to like travel the world, you know, to have like, uh, a reason to go to, you know, I don't know, whatever countries it's going over yeah. or what are parts of the ocean it's going over. Um, it's sort of like a built-in vacation plan every year if you want. Love it. <laughs> but I should note, while we're talking about this to the total solar eclipse, I almost forgot about this, but do you remember our spring comet, the name of which we're not going to say again? Yes, yeah. <laughs> the spring comet is making uh, a very close approach to the sun during the solar eclipse. Um, so normally that means when it's close to the sun, you can't see it, right? But with the sunlight locked up, there's a chance, you don't know exactly how it's gonna be, but there's a chance that you could also see the comet close to the sun during the eclipse. Whoa. Whoa. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. That's, yeah, it's gonna be like, you know, I think I saw, I read somewhere like, you know, like if you put your fist up to the sky the distance of like from one side of the fist to the other is like the distance between the sun and the comet. So that's pretty close. Um, worth a worth a look anyway to just, you know, check it out. Yeah. I hope someone can photograph that if that is something that's possible. I think someone's definitely going to photograph that if it's possible. So look, look out for photos after the fact, unless you're the person who wants to photograph that, in which case, good luck to you. Yeah. That sounds very fun and cool. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on, we have some meteor showers 
the spring and summer to look forward to. Yeah, obviously meteor showers happen a, a lot during the year. You know, these annual showers that happen, you know, the the your ability to to see meteors depends on like a lot of factors, not just is it cloudy in the northwest, which is always the question. Um, but also like what is the, you know, the moon situation? How full is the moon? When does it rise? All of that. Um, it's not like a full moon means you can't see any meteors. It just means that like the, the amount of light will, will drown out some of the uh, meteors that you might see. Similar to like being close to a city. You want to be in as dark a sky as possible. So we've got kind of like this, this spate of like spring, summer meteor showers. And some of them are uh, not great for various reasons. Either the conditions aren't great or they're just like weak showers. Um, but of course, the big one of the year, the Perseid meteor shower, um, should be a, a pretty decent conditions for this one. So the Perseids uh, peak, they, they run fully from July 14th to September 1st. They peak um, the night of August 12th into 13th. Um, so because it's such a good meteor shower, you kind of look at it in any time. So you kind of figure out like when's the best, you know, the best moon condition, when can I get out there to some dark skies or whatever. Um, kind of just go whenever you can. But August 12 to 13 is that main peak. Um, typically produces up to 100 meteors per hour, which is a lot. Um, this year's peak falls under a waxing half moon. So, um, you know, that kind of like decent moon conditions. The moon will set just before midnight. Um, so some later late night meteor watching could be in, you know, could be happening this year for the peak. Um, but if you really want some dark skies, aim for that new moon around August 4th. That's kind of like in the middle of the meteor shower, not quite the peak, but you'll have those nice dark skies. Um, and I think August 4th is, is a good time to shoot for if you really want to make sure you see the meteors this year. Oh my gosh. Is this one you're going to go out and see? I, you know, I, I'd like to. It's been a while since I've, I've gone to see the Perseus. Um, just for like whatever reason, it just, I, just hasn't worked out, but you know, I think I'd like to see it this year if possible. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's these are meteor showers are all sort of thing where I'm like, if you know, if I'm in the if in the right condition, if if the if everything kind of comes together well, I'm down to see it. I don't usually go out of my way to see a meteor shower. Yeah, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> that's not to say that anyone listening should treat them so you know lightly. If you know, if you've not, especially if you've not seen a meteor shower. You got to see one. It's very fun and cool. Um, and it is a nice, it's sort of a nice way to sort of, you know, you, you can go out to a park um, or go out somewhere where there's some dark skies and bring a blanket, maybe bring a hot beverage or if it's really hot and not a cool beverage, um, you know, bring some snacks, hang out with people. And just like, just kind of chill out, relax, hang out and, you know, look at some cool meteors just you know shooting through the sky it's just like a, a fun activity to do but I, th I like it as sort of a social activity you can you know have friends out and just sort of hang out and enjoy it absolutely um what other meteor showers are happening this spring and summer we have several other meteor showers the only one i feel like is worth mentioning here is the uh, delta aquarid and alpha capricornid meteor showers Again, names. Let's find some better names for these things, y'all. <laughs> um, they're both considered pretty weak meteor showers, um, but they both peak around the same time, around the end of July, July 30th, 31st. And this year, the conditions are pretty good for the peak. So um, it's like a, a decent time 
to watch for them. So if you're out there at the end of July, you may be seeing some Perseid meteors. You may be seeing some Delta Aquarid or Afra Alpha Capricornid meteors. Um, it also means that kind of end of July, beginning of August is like a good time of meteors, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. So I, I would go out there and just take a look and see what you can find. Um, let's see. Moving on. It looks like September 17th, we have a supermoon lunar eclipse. That sounds super exciting. See, those are words that you put together and you're like, I know what that means. <laughs> big moon eclipse. We get it. It's great. <laughs> big moon, big wow. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, the first of two supermoons in 2024. Supermoon, again, is just a moon that is like a little bit bigger and brighter than usual. Um there's two in this upcoming year, and the first one coincides with a partial lunar eclipse, um, which is a great way to mark one of the last days of summer on September 17th. The full moon is going to rise at 7.17 p.m. We're very specific here. And when it rises, it's already going to be in partial eclipse. So you want to kind of be somewhere where you have a clear view of the eastern horizon. And the maximum eclipse happens just about half an hour later uh, here in Portland. Um, so like 7:45 ish, September 17th, find a good place with a view of the Eastern horizon and see this moon rise kind of in eclipse. Very cool. Very fun. Um, this is one that like, you know, if I can finagle it, it would be great to see. Yeah. This is one that I would definitely like to see as well. Something about it, like rising already in shadow. That is like really cool to me. Is this one where you are anticipating going somewhere specifically? We'll see. We'll see about that. You know, sometimes I love to go make a trip around it. I don't have any any travel plans for that time of the year right now. Um, previously, I've gone to the Oregon Dunes to shoot um, the eclipse rise, which I love. Seeing the supermoon rise over the dunes plus an eclipse, I think that's just that, that's such a great a great vibe, a great setting. Um, Highly recommend anyone going out there and doing that. Oh, for sure. I've definitely seen those those photos, and they are pretty darn cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, our colleague Mark Graves shoots a lot of eclipses, and I just every time there's one, I'm like, I gotta hope Mark is shooting this because <laughs> uh, he always comes back with such great pictures. Uh huh. Let's see here. We have another uh, kind of jumbled name for a comet oh as well <laughs> coming up. All right. All right, I'm gonna do my best on this one here. It's kind of when you have to read, but it, it, is, it is Comet C slash 2023 A3, and then in parentheses, to Chinchan dash Atlas. That's Atlas in all capital letters. Okay, again, Comet C slash 2023 A3, to Chinchan Atlas. We're gonna call it the Fall Comet. Okay, we got the Spring <laughs> Comet and we got the Fall Comet. Um, I, like y'all, what is this name? This is insane. What are they doing here? Come on. Um, again, open open letter to astronomers. Fix this system. This is crazy. We're gonna get just, some just some email being like, Jamie, this is the reason why we have it like this, and it's worked for many years. We don't need you bad mouthing us on your podcast. Sure, sure. sure. I, I'm sure it's a very good reason that makes a lot of sense for this particular community. Um, it's just, it, it is hard to like tell people like, oh, like there's going to be, you know, comet. 
<laughs> Say it again. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, did you hear they're going to have Comet Slee slash 2023 A3 Su Atlas? It's coming next week. Let's check it out. You know, it just makes us be like, there's comets coming. There's going to be a comet. Yeah. Um, which is what I say. Yeah. Um, to people. So there's going to be a comet coming uh, this fall. Um, this is one that astronomers seem to be very excited about. And I, again, I don't get exactly all of this stuff clearly because I don't even know the naming conventions. Um, but the, people seem to be um, cautiously psyched about this. Comet. Yeah. So it's uh, from what I've read, it's expected to make its closest approach to the sun, September 27th, then reemerging into the night sky in early October, where it should remain through the end of the month. Its closest approach to Earth is going to be on October 12th and should be should be easily visible to the naked eye. So again, clear skies, Oregon, October, really could be great, could be bad. I mean, it's really iffy time. But, you know, kind of think about the middle of October, we could have this really cool comet experience happening. Again, ca you know, cautious optimism here, but um, I definitely am keeping tabs on this one because I, you know, I, I haven't seen a lot of comets. I, I would love to see this comet um whatever it's called i think it'll be a really cool event yeah oh my gosh uh, the fact that it's such a mouthful and such like a big deal i feel like we need like t-shirts saying i saw a comet <laughs> blah, blah 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 uh just this ridiculous <laughs> long name wow oh my god maybe it will be re if it's like that big a deal be renamed or something yeah yeah you know i like and that i don't i don't have a great solution to it because there's a lot of comments like i know like i grew up with hail bob and i'm i'm biased because of the, the you know it's got my name in it but <laughs> i think it's just you know conveniently and like hail bob happens to roll well off the tongue yes um if different people found it with different names that didn't roll off the tongue you know i i think that's that's the thing it's just whoever names it or i don't know what's up with c slash 2023 a3 <laughs> you know i don't know i don't know what's going on uh, but I, I think, you know, you know, you just have to sort of maybe think of a different way to name them or just, you know, make it okay to give them funny nicknames, um, you know, name it after obscure gods or something. I don't know. There's, I'm just throwing ideas out here, folks. If, if any astronomers, uh, you know, want to talk about this or, or you know, give us any reasoning or, um, want to take any of my, my suggestions, uh, that'd be great. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there are some meteor showers happening in the fall. What can you tell us about that, Jamie? Yeah. Um, so ending the year with uh, meteor showers, as usual, that's kind of the the norm for, for us here. Um, they're not great, to be honest. <laughs> it's not a great year for fall meteor showers. Um, you know, we've got uh, the Orionids, the the Torids, uh, the Leonids, the Geminids. Um, these are all kind of happening under like some rough moon conditions, the peak anyway. So again, you can look at these meteor showers off peak when you might have a more favorable moon condition. But when you're having this like sort of uh, low producing meteor showers, you usually want to see them in the peak just to, you know, be able to have your better chance of seeing them. Yeah. But those peaks are coming with like, you know, bright moons that are up all night, um, that kind of thing. Of course, the biggest one of the year uh, always is the Geminid meteor shower, which peaks December 13th to 14th. 
Um, we don't talk about it a lot here in the Pacific Northwest because it's December in Pacific Northwest, uh, in Western Oregon in particular, it's pretty reliably cloudy. Um, so, you know, that if this year's, if it's not cloudy, maybe you can stay up and see it at the peak this year anyway, comes during nearly full moon, that's going to be up all night. So not even a great year to see it for the peak. So I don't know, you know, you can always try to see the meteors in the fall. This fall, if if you have you know anything else to do, maybe do that instead. Yeah, yeah. this is not a great year for it. Yeah, well, good thing we just went through several other uh, astronomical things that people can see, and not just uh, wait till fall to be disappointed by those potentially. <laughs> yeah, looking at back at our list, I would say if you're looking for like you know here's the top astronomical events to see or to be psyched about. We've got our comets, obviously. We've got the solar eclipse. Even even if you see the partial one in Oregon, it's still very fun. Um, and that supermoon lunar eclipse. Yeah. So I think like you know the solar eclipse plus comet is a really cool idea. The supermoon lunar, lunar eclipse is a really cool idea. And then this fall comet, um, which is supposed to be very cool. Those three things right there, I think, are like some top tier potential um, astronomical events. To, to really be legitimately excited about. Yeah, yeah. I hope there are lots of photographers listening to this podcast uh, and mm -hmm. can try their hand at capturing some of these. Go out, get some pictures. If you get some good ones, send them to us. I want to see it um, because we can't see it all. And uh, I love to see the photos of this stuff. Though. So the combination of like Oregon scenery plus cool stuff in the sky is always so cool. Yes. Uh, lots of opportunities. Vicky, do you think, does this, does hearing any of this make you want to like go out there and do some stargazing? Yeah, I'm sold by the really long named one. Uh, just, just saying it over <laughs> and over on this podcast. Uh, but no, that one and also the solar eclipse uh, with the, the comet. Um, I feel like if I get my camera out and, you know, make a real effort at photographing that. I would love to see an image like that, especially if I took it to be yeah. really proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Well, I'm sure someone will get a shot. I hope it's you. It's, it's probably not going to be me. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't do great at this, this kind of photography. Um, I hope someone does yeah. and I will live vicariously through all of you. Absolutely. Well, folks, that will do it for us for today. Until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel, as well as hereisoregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you're interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at oregonian.com. This episode of the show is produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen. <laughs>